the weekly message from Encounter, where the past has no future and hope is reborn. Our speaker today is Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor at Encounter. help I'm going to share with you what's on my heart this morning. Message simply entitled, The Fences of Offenses. The Fences of Offenses. Matthew 5, verse 21. Jesus is speaking here and he says this. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Would you stretch your hand this way and pray with me and for me? Father, I, I thank you for this opportunity to share your heart with your people. But there's no way I measure up for that, Father. I need the Holy Spirit to do what he does so well. Reveals truth. thank you God that your word is spirit and it's life and I thank you God for doing what you plan to do here today I pray against every distraction every contrary voice and I release your will father Boy, do we live in a world of offense? I'm, I, this was more than a few years ago, but we used to have a saying, sticks and stones may bake, break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Oh, we forgot that one anymore. People get offended. Isn't that crazy? I'm just going to call it like it is. We, we as a society are offended over the littlest and dumbest things. Littlest and dumbest things. Offended over this. Offended over that. Offended the way you look. Offended by the color of your skin. Offended that you're a male. Offended that you're a female. Offended that you... Offended and offended and offended... I was walking in somewhere a while ago, and as I walked up, I saw a lady walking up. She was just a little bit younger than me. It wouldn't matter to whether it was a man or a woman. I held the door open for people. So I got there before her, and I opened, hold, took the door and hold it. She looked at me, and she said, I can open my own door. Have at it. I was offended that she was offended that I could hold the door open. 
I mean, it's not like I did this, you know. I just, I just <laughs> opened the door. And people are driving. And I've had people get mad at me, and I didn't even know what they were mad about. I didn't know they were mad at me until I could see them coming through my rearview mirror, waving a flag. I think they were trying to tell me, I've got a nail appointment, see? And people are just offended. They, they, you pull in the parking spot, and they give you a look because they were thinking about parking there. And now they're offended. post something on Facebook and people get offended. I heard a, a preacher posted this. He, he thought it was, a, he thought it was uh, a, a good quote. It was something he was thinking about that our testimony, how it ought to be living. And he, he said, he posted on Facebook, he said, your, your testimony ought to smell more like life and less like an old library. Until a librarian logged in and said, what, what do you get, got against libraries? Now, I used to like you as a preacher, but now every time I hear you preach, that's all I'm going to see is you snarling your lips and saying, library. Offended. I'm offended over that. I'm offended over this. And listen, church, with... We're not just talking about them out there. We're talking about in here. I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended the preacher don't preach longer. I'm offended he preaches too long. I'm offended it's, it's too hot. I'm offended it's too cold. I'm offended it's too loud. I'm offended you didn't sing my song. I'm offended you sang that song last week. I'm offended that's the third week in a row we did that song. I'm offended when you looked around Sunday morning, you were looking at me when you said this, and I know what you were thinking. I'm offended. I've heard that, folks. I've, I've heard that. I'm offended. I'm just offended. I'm offended by the people that looked offended by the way you look. Just offended. Just, man. Jesus here is talking to people and he's trying to get them to understand something that he's not just concerned about with what you do he's concerned about this thing here your heart man looks on the outward God looks at our heart and he said you, you you've heard it said that in old times if you killed somebody you were it, it, in danger of judgment he said but I want to tell you that if you wanted to kill them you're in danger of judgment wow if all of us went for prison went to prison for crimes we thought about committing I not only would be preaching to very few people I'm not sure I'd be here Come on. He said, whoever's angry with his brother without a cause 
Whoever says to his brother, Raka, you know what Raka means? I was hoping somebody did. <laughs> Nobody know what Raka means? It sounds bad. It just sounds like a cuss word, doesn't it? It almost sounds like a Hebrew cuss word. Oh, Raka! This morning, coming into church this morning early, I spilled my coffee. Araka! If I seem a little edgy, I haven't had any coffee yet. Okay? Raka! Somebody asks you, how did church go to say? Say, Raka! But whoever says, thou fool... shall be in danger of hellfire. You look this up in the Greek, this isn't Hades. This, the original word here wasn't Hades, it was Gehenna. Gehenna was a valley where there was a time when people sacrificed their children to Isaac and Molech. And they burned the bodies in this place. And they did that for years. And because it was now considered a cursed place, you couldn't do anything there. But it was a place where people would now take and dump their garbage. But it said that there was always a fire smoldering there. And there was always smoke. And so when Jesus said this, he, he was literally saying that when you get to the place that you think about somebody else being a fool, you've put yourself in a place that the fire just never goes out. We're talking about offenses. You know, Jesus warned us. He said, listen, offenses are going to come. If you're on a quest to live a life free of opportunity to be offended, dude, find another planet. Because it won't happen on this one. You heard the story of guys trapped on this small deserted island for several years, and finally a ship came and rescued him, and, and, and on, the, on the beach was three buildings little huts that he had built and and the people that rescued him said what, what are those three buildings and he said well one of those is my hut that's where that's where I lived and being a religious man the 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 other hut was my church they said but what was the third building he said well that's the church I went to when I first got here Something happened, he got offended, and he can't go there anymore. Offended. Husbands and wives being offended at each other. People being offended at a pastor. A pastor being offended at the congregation. Years ago, the state overseer asked me to go intervene. There was a church body that was in a fight with their pastor in and the, and the bishop told me, he said, I, I've got nowhere to move the guy right now, and I can't have that church blow up. If, 
is there any way you could go down there and, and meet with them and meet with him and see what we can do to, to resolve it? And I said, I'll go, I'll try. And before service, I met with him in his office and, and he, he said this to me. He said, he said, Mike, he said, you know what a Thursday night date is? I said, I think I know. He said, you know, when, when you were single and, you know, Friday night's coming all week long, you're trying to get girls to go out with you, but it gets to be Thursday night and you don't want to be alone on Friday. You'll go out just with anything. So on Thursday night, you, you ask. This is what he said to me. He said, on Thursday night, you'll call up some girl and ask her out for tomorrow night just so that you're not by yourself. I said, go ahead. He said, this church is my Thursday night date. And I said, is it too late to cancel the service? Who wants to preach in that mess? Serious. He had no respect for them. They had no respect for him. They did everything they could to irritate him. It was almost funny. He deserved every bit of it. It was sad. They get halfway through the worship set and the piano player just stops playing. And she says, listen, before I forget, when service is over, we need some people to go downstairs and help us to get the chairs and bring them upstairs and put them in the fellowship hall. And don't you all just leave it up to me to do it. I'm too old for this stuff. That's a great thing right in the middle of a worship set. He got up after they were done to do the offering and, and to share a little bit, and people kept st stand up. Pastor, Pastor, they interrupted mid sentence. I got a testimony. I got something I want to share. So they get up and share the dumbest testimony you've ever heard. I'm not sure that's a testimony. And they sat down, and he'd start to try to talk again. Somebody else would get up and start talking. Sometimes they wouldn't even acknowledge him. They'd just get up and stand up and start talking. Oh, man. And this whole time this is going on, I'm thinking, i got to preach in this mess? I was going to send the, the overseer a one-word text. Hopeless. I got up to preach. I said, glad to be here. Not really, but I'm here. Gave him the text, read the text, began to share, and some guy stood up. I said, sit down. Just sit down. Just sit down. He looked at me, and I just walked up. I said, sit down. He sat down. People are just offended. They get angry. You get angry when you get offended. And Jesus is the one that told us, listen, offense is always going to come. But notice what he said. He didn't lament those who were going to be offended. He lamented those that brought the offense. He says, and woe be to those who bring the offense. 
Because here's the reality. God's not going to join you in your offense pity party. I got offended at God early in my walk with the Lord. We started attending the church, Brunswick Church of God, and I'd gotten saved in a Baptist church, and my wife had, had been saved in a Baptist church, and we started going to the Brunswick Church of God, and man, she started speaking, seeking the, the Holy Spirit, and she got baptized in the Holy Spirit before I did. What's up with that? And then there were other people that were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were rascals. I'm serious. I mean, Lord, I'm better than them. Oh, come on. We can all be stupid once in a while, can't we? I got offended, and, and I, man, I, I, did, I did everything I knew to do. I did everything I knew to do to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't happening. And I got offended. We had one of those, back when we used to have Sunday night services, and we had a Sunday night service, and man, the Holy Spirit. And, and there, there were a couple of people that had gotten saved that morning, got filled with the Spirit that evening. I'm like, come on, God, even at Cedar Point. If you wait in line, when it comes your turn, you get on the roller coaster, and these people went right past me, and you gave them a seat. You're just not being fair to me, God. I got offended at God. Hey, if you're going to do it, do it big. Go big or go home, you know what I'm saying? So I got offended at God. He would fill these people with the Holy Spirit before he filled me, and I'm better than them. Not really. That's probably the problem. And man, just the Holy Spirit was touching everybody, and I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm going to leave church. I'm going to leave church. All right? I'm going to go outside and sit. When God realizes what he done wrong. I'm telling you the truth, what I thought. When God knows what he did wrong, they'll come looking for me. Everybody will know that I've been offended. I've been hurt. I've been, people have been filled, blessed. I'm not feeling nothing. I'm feeling nothing but offended. I, I'm sitting down in the middle of all this going on, you know how many know what I'm talking about? I mean, it seemed like everybody in the building was getting it but me. God was shortchanging me. It's like I passed the plate by and cake, 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 lima beans for me. Come on, God. So I got up and left. I, I, I was sure that, you know, in just a few moments, my pastor or my good friend David, or, or the, the lady who's my girlfriend who's eventually going to become my wife, or somebody would say, Mike's not here. You know, now that I think about it, God's not been good to Mike. He's offended at God. Let's go take care of Mike. 
I hate being so open with you people. I know you will use it against me one day. And so I left the church building, and out back of the church building was a cornfield. And it kind of rose up a little bit, and I, I walked up in the cornfield. I thought, yeah, in a minute now. They're going to all see how hurt I am. And I, I just imagined the torches and the, and the people coming out. And the choir singing hallelujah as they search for me. And I waited, and I waited. And just like this church has windows, I could hear the music playing. I could hear people shouting. Every once in a while, I could see David run by the windows. Best friend. And man, the service went on and on. And they shouted and they partied. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with those people? And pretty soon it started winding down and people started leaving. I fully expected them to come out the back door. Mike! But they didn't even hesitate. They looked like drunks coming out of a bar, some of them. They staggered to their cars, and so full of the Holy Spirit. Got off and drove away. I'm thinking, any, any minute now, any minute now, somebody is going to come out. Where's Mike? You see, I, I, I rode with Gail Beth to church, so I don't even have a car. This is in my days of when I'm homeless. So see how bad God's been to me? I'm not only homeless, I don't have the Holy Spirit. I see David come out <laughs> laughing carrying his kids and he gets in his car and drives off he didn't care my girlfriend now my wife gets in her car and she drives off it was dark but I couldn't tell her if she looked over to see if I was in the seat or not but it didn't seem to matter she's gone Pretty soon, every car but the pastor's is gone, and I'm thinking, yeah, he, he comes out, locks the door, starts his car, backs out, and takes off. All of a sudden, I just realized I'm like nine miles from home, and I don't have a car. It's late on a Sunday night. I've never hitchhiked in my life. I still haven't. Well, I, I, I did it, but nobody picked me up. Back in those days, you had to wear a suit to church. How many remember that? Or you weren't anointed or holy or anything. And I got, a, I got a, not only a suit, I got a three-piecer on. It's, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm, I'm trying to walk home, and I'm at the side of a country road like this. Why don't everybody else does this? They get picked up. Why don't I get picked up? It, it wasn't until later I thought, I'm in the middle of nowhere. A guy in a three-piece suit? No. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't no way going, nobody going to pick him up. You know what the fence in my heart did? It is it is to build a fence between me and everybody else. 
got offended at God. And when God didn't fix it, I got offended at David because he didn't care. And my girlfriend didn't care. And my pastor didn't care. These people in the stinking city won't give me a ride. I'm hungry. I'm tired. Walking in fence. Anybody in here ever been offended? I just had to make sure. Because if you guys have never been offended, then we're done. How many know that we have an adversary? We do. We have an adversary. We only have one. Trust me, you've only got one adversary. We have an adversary. And his method of operation is destruction by division or destruction by separation he separates he separates even in marriages God takes two lives and makes them one Satan takes one life and makes them two he separates you may not know this, but when you're married, there's an opportunity to be offended at your spouse. About every 30 minutes. That thing that you used to find so endearing about them. Yeah, that can get grating real quick. That was cute when you were dating, but please stop. Don't be you anymore. Be who I want you to be, okay? That's why I married you, so I could fix you. Come on now. Offended. Church people are offended. Down through the years, I've seen some real good church fights start up, and and you know, they're, they're rarely ever anything important. I'm, I'm so grateful to pastor a church that, you know, we just go on with stuff. Amen? I'm glad to be a part of that. People fight over the paint on the walls and the carpet. You get your eyes on the important, you get offended over the, the, the unimportant. I'm going to tell you something. Offense is a choice you make. It's a choice you make. You will always have opportunity to be offended. Driving down the road, you can be offended. Walking, you can be offended. Go to Walmart, you can be offended. They wore that. Oh, that's one of my church people. I speak truth. Offense. The Bible says that the righteous, righteous means in right standing with God. The righteous are not easily offended. Offended. 
made people mad at me because I wouldn't be offended. I've made people mad at me. I had a whole church mad at me because I wouldn't get offended. I had reason to be offended. We pastored the inner city. 36 times in a year, we showed up on Sunday to find windows broken in the church where people had broke in and stole something. Furniture would be gone. Light fixtures gone. Office equipment gone. Another broken window we can't afford to have fixed. And the people are getting upset. I understand. I don't like this either. They got mad at me. Why aren't you getting offended? Why aren't you mad? That's because that don't ever fix anything. That's never fixed a thing. I said, I'll tell you when this stops. They said, when? I said, when you all quit being offended by it. Because look what's already happened. You not only are arguing amongst yourselves, you're upset with me. I'll tell you when it quits. It quits when you quit being offended. I grew up with five boys. We knew how to aggravate each other. I found out if you let your brother know that you're being aggravated, guess what they do? They do it more. Mom and dad would tell us, don't touch your brother. But we do this. And this was a saying we said a thousand times. You don't own that space in front of your face. Now, if you do like she did and laughed, well, I, was, I was wanting to make you mad. So I'd go find somebody else to do it to. You don't want to do it and make them laugh. You want them to get, how many know what I'm talking about? You want them to get upset. And they're not getting upset. And the enemy does things to get you upset. Because it's in peace that you, you, you retain possession of your soul. You and I are to walk in peace. Jesus gave us a peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't make any sense that they put their hand in your face and you get joy out of that. And the enemy loves to cause division because division brings destruction. A house divided against itself shall not stand. That's what the Word of God says. So division always brings destruction. He will first seek to divide you from your husband or wife. Why does he always throw his socks on the floor? I mean, the stinking hamper is right there. Just put it in the hamper.
That's funny because just yesterday I threw my socks on top of the hamper. It's got a little lid. I threw them on top of the hamper. I'm just being lazy. Gail Beth said, are you going to be putting them socks in that hamper? Maybe. <laughs> Offense. Offense is a choice. And you can make the choice right now. You can make the choice right now to refuse to be offended. Because you know what's coming. A husband and wife ought to know. Listen, the enemy's going to come after us. He's going to try to divide us. He's going to irritate you with me and me with you. And know that. The Bible says it's a beautiful thing when we dwell together in unity. Guess what it's not when... Guess what it is when we're not in unity? It's ugly. You ever seen it get ugly? There's a reason for the fence always being in the forefront of our mind because you ever tried to pray when you're mad at somebody? Anybody? You ever try to worship when you're mad at somebody? Years ago, I saw two people in worship wars. I'm telling you the truth. They were mad at each other over something stupid. They get up front and you can see them doing this. Oh, you lift your hands. I can move mine up. Worship wars. Oh, you dancing? Watch this. They take off. Ridiculous worship wars. I'm mad at you. Husband and wives do that kind of stuff. Oh, you're not talking to me? I wasn't talking to you before you're not talking to me. Are you gonna look at me that way? I'll look at I'll give you a mean look. I mean what I'm talking about. And we never look more stupid. Come on, let's just call it like it is. <clears throat> I've had people that haven't talked to each other for years so long, they forgot what they was even mad at each other about. You and I can make a choice right now. We can make a choice not to be offended. We could just make the choice to not be offended. I'm just not going to be offended. You can measure the depth of your character by the value of what it takes to offend you. If you get offended over somebody's driving, the way they park their car, I miss driving my old van. Because I, I could fix people's parking problems with my van. I didn't care what you did to it. Okay? And you want to park close to the line? Hey, I'll back in. And I'll get close to the line, and I can get out, but you can't get in. And I was only going to go to pick up milk but at Walmart, but no, you know what? I've never really strolled every aisle in this place. 
I wonder what's down this aisle. Because I know out in the parking lot is somebody can't get out. And I don't care if they kick my van. I don't care. I mean, they probably made it look better. I don't care. Until one day I go out there and there's some guy out there, big old dude, mad as a hornet, and I go, what's going on, man? He goes, look at how this idiot parked. I go, When you pray, it comes to your mind. When you try to worship, it comes to your mind. And I'll tell you why it does. It's not the enemy attacking you. It's God telling you. Your horizontal relationships have an effect on your vertical relationship. He says here in the next verse, he said, listen, if you bring your gift to the altar, that's having fellowship with him, And there you realize, Matthew says that your brother is upset with you. Mark says that you're upset with your brother. When you you see that there's a fence, he said, leave your gift at the altar. Let me put it in terms we understand. When you go to worship me, the first thing I'm going to do is say, hey, what about Bob? You treated Bob like garbage. I like Bob. Fix it with Bob. When you go to pray, you say, Heavenly Father, I'm going to that job interview. And God said, what about Bob? How many know what I'm talking about? I know I'm being facetious, but this is truth. Because Bob matters to him. Your relationship matters because he knows what's taking place. He knows that this division will end in destruction. And so he says, I I want you to to fix it. Notice how the change takes place here. He says, if there at the altar you realize that you're offended with your brother, go and make it right with your adversary quickly. Notice the term changed. It went from brother to adversary. Because that's what offense will do. Offense will make an enemy out of somebody you really have a relationship with. Come on, people. And you only got one adversary. The devil. You can't afford to go through life making enemies everywhere you go. You got you to find a way to work through this. And here's how you work through it. Listen, you're not going to like this. But Jesus said, if you're upset with your brother, you go make it right. Come on. Now listen to me. We got this all backwards. We think it's, hey, you offended me. You got something you want to say? Some people die offended. It said, I've not been there, but it said 
there's a, there's a, a gravestone out in Philadelphia Cemetery that says, what are you looking at? You see, making it right isn't you going to the person and pointing out all the wrong they did to you. Come on, folks. That ain't making it right. Making it right is you forgiving. I'm glad I'm not in... You know, one of the worst tricks the enemy does is he puts you in bondage to the person that offended you. They didn't care enough about you not to hurt you and he gets you into this trap to thinking the only time I'm going to be free and be able to forgive is when they tell me they're sorry but I want to tell you something newsflash if they didn't care enough about you not to offend you they're probably not going to say you're sorry and so he wants to put you in a trap he wants to put you in a neighborhood called victimhood The man at the pool, why, why don't you go down and get healed? Jesus said, I got, I got nobody. He's a victim. You can choose right now not to be a victim. You can choose not to be offended. You can choose right now to just go ahead and forgive them. Just do it. You can't be offended if you forgive. You just forgive. The world has their F word. We got ours. Forgive. Amen. You offended me. F you. I forgive you. I'm just going to go ahead and forgive you. In fact, the word literally means forgive. You know what a forethought is? You thought about it beforehand. You can right now this morning determine in your heart to forgive everybody going forward. You can put it in the bank. You can decide right now, no matter what somebody does to me, I'm going to forgive them. And when they, when they, when they come to you and they attack you and they offend you, when they're done, you say, you want a cup of coffee? What you say we do lunch? I treat. Come on. When they're done, you say, you know one of the things I've always liked about you is your passion. I really admire that about you. When you move on. Scripture says, to love your I want to tell you something listen to me real quickly I'm going to wrap this up you want to know why he tells us to love our enemies not because he likes us to be punished that's the quickest way to get rid of them you love them away you can't you can't be my enemy without my permission and I'm not going to give it I'm going to love you. I'm just going to love you. My wife and I went to pastor a church, and there were two people there, well-meaning as they were. They were pretty sure I was the Antichrist. 
and they treat us as, as such. We just loved on them. We just loved on them, talked to them, took them out to eat. Didn't talk about why I can't be the Antichrist. I didn't show them scriptures. We just loved on them. Today, these people are some of our dearest friends. It started out, I was the Antichrist. I'm being serious. Why don't you right now do yourself a favor? Decide not to be offended anymore. Just, just decide that. Just decide that. Can't, can't we... Can't we take our level of real up another notch? Can't we just go ahead and just... You ever been around somebody who's just offended everything? Man, that's irritating. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. Do you mind if I go to the bathroom? You just... Let me know what I'm talking about. There are people that God wants to be a part of this body who look nothing like us. And they don't act anything like us. They don't smell anything like us. They don't believe anything like us. We've got to get over this fence that we put up between... Listen, I'm, I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad... I'm a child of God, but, but I once was lost. And there's no fence between me and lost people. I'm not better than them. I found the trail. I want to help them find the trail. Amen? Would you stand your feet this morning? That's Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor of Encounter. More messages from Pastor Rice are available at our website, godenc.com. You can subscribe to our regular podcast through our website or on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.